Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another exciting episode here at Purchase Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Let me turn on this light because I don't have everything together today. But again, my name is Jeanette Abney, and I am the host of the show. Now, last week I spoke about the month of July being National Mental Health Awareness for Minorities Month. So that's the whole month of July. And July, the month of July is almost over with. So I wanted to piggyback on that a little bit as we talk about not only mental health issues within the minorities or the African-American culture, the Asian culture, or those that consider to be minorities, but I want to talk about now something that is impacting the lives of many individuals. Now, I can speak on this as a professional, but I cannot speak on it in regards to a person that may have have or have a substance abuse issue because I don't. But today we're going to be talking about addiction as it relates to alcoholism because this is something that is impacting the lives of many individuals and families. You know, I grew up in Compton, California, which many of you know, and growing up in Compton, I saw a lot of things. And I used to say that there were more churches and liquor stores on every corner than it was a place to go get help if an individual had a problem with drinking or relationships or mental health because people didn't know where to go get help at. So they found help sometimes in a bottle. I used to say like a genie in a bottle. I saw, and I used to see growing up as a kid, there would be more alcohol at kids' parties than there was Kool-Aid and juice. So people didn't realize how alcohol was impacting their lives, and it became a difference between use versus abuse, meaning how do you know if you have crossed over into alcohol addiction where this is causing a problem in your life, with your health, with your relationship. And a lot of times individuals don't realize it until it perhaps has become too late. Now, I can say that I can speak about this topic on a professional level because I am the owner of an outpatient drug and alcohol facility. Now, I don't do as much with addiction as I used to back in the day because individuals had Prop 36, which was a a um, PC, I mean, I'm sorry, Penal Code 1210, which was a Substance Abuse Crime Prevention Act. They also have PC 1000. So we didn't have a lot of individuals being referred to programs just because of alcohol addiction. But when we start talking about, I see you out there, um, Ms. Caldwell, so you can call in if Ouija if you want to talk about this topic. But when we start talking about alcohol and addiction, many individuals were getting DUIs. So they had to go to a school 10 program, which was a three-month program. Then it trickled down to what's called a wet reckless. So if you was arrested and your blood alcohol level was below 0.8, you would have to perhaps do a wet reckless program. Then we had individuals, hi, Ouija, we had individuals that may have gotten arrested for a DUI, and it may have caused bodily injury, 
they went to prison for that. They weren't criminals. They had a drinking problem. The question is, how did it start? Growing up, my mother used to say, I would rather for my kids to get higher drunk at home than to do it in the street. I was one thinking, if I do it at home, if you give me permission, what's the difference if I go do it at my friend's house? What's the difference if I'm sneaking your alcohol? What's the difference if and I grew up in a home in a family where there was a lot of alcoholics. They didn't know they were alcoholics because they may have started out as a social drinker and from being a social drinker to a recreational drinker to a closet drinker to now your drinking has gotten totally out of control. So if you or someone you know is struggling with alcohol, give me a call. Call in on the show. 516-387-1914. If you are a in recovery from alcohol addiction, I want to hear what you have to say, whether you went to AANA Celebrate Recovery, which is another treatment modality. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the different types of treatment that is available because some people don't even realize that there is help out there available. We have normalized such behavior or such normalized system. We think it's okay. I was watching the news yesterday, and it's hot. People are riding around on their sea news. People are at the beach. Individuals are doing these things. There are so many boating accidents, tragic accidents that have occurred where individuals are out enjoying the summer, having a good time, intoxicated under the influence of a controlled substance. And it's killing them as well as impacting others. And I'm like, well, well you want a boat? You ride on the seat and you drunk? That's dangerous. Motorcycle accidents where they trying to get some air, riding up and down on their bicycle, drinking, dead, fell off the road, fell off the bike somewhere. That's dangerous. But yet they think that they're having fun, having a good time. There are so many individuals that get DUIs or accidents. And I'm first going to say this. They say that most but fatal accidents under the influence of alcohol occur within a mile of your home. You almost home, boom, crash. You know, many individuals have lost their lives behind drunk drivers. Some individuals, I, I'm also, in, by being a professional and having an outpatient counseling center, I am certified by the Department of Transportation where I'm a staff assessor. So when individuals get in trouble, whether they work for the airlines, with TSA, the FSA, the railroads, the union, they have to come back to me for a SAP assessment, which is a, a substance abuse evaluation to determine, and I make a recommendation, of what their treatment modality will be, whether it's going to be outpatient treatment, intensive outpatient treatment, residential treatment, detox, some individuals don't realize that alcohol is one of those diseases that if you drink, it can cause psychological issues, mental health issues. Now, Ouija wrote, it stems 
from what you're dealing with in your life and it becomes a form of comfort for many. Ouija, that's true. It does. Because one of the things that you're saying, and I know I just switched over from the, um, the different treatment modalities, is some individuals will start off recreational, having fun, drinking beers, drinking wine, having it for, um, dinner, things of that nature. In the beginning, it started off for medical purposes, but the problem is how do you know when it's crossed over to a problem? How do you know this is not fun anymore? I'm not drinking to get drunk and have fun. I'm drinking now to not be sick because I'm having what's called the DTs, delirium tremors. I'm Kids are being born with alcohol fetal syndrome. These are a lot of different things that some individuals may not even know. So I understand that it can result from, you know, many different forms of comfort. But sometimes it don't bring you comfort. It can bring you pain. What do you do if you are married to an alcoholic and you're looking at domestic violence? You're looking at child abuse. You're looking at being sexually assaulted. You're looking at all these different things that are happening in many people's lives, whether it is the person that is using or you're the victim. It can go both ways with that. Now, I was sharing something about me being a SAP professional when I do the substance abuse evaluations and make the recommendations. Some individuals will say, I can stop cold turkey. That's dangerous, especially when you're talking about with detox. Some individuals need medical model detox, and some individuals may be able to get away with social model detox. It depends on the individual. I know individuals that may get the shake so bad, they can't stop drinking on their own because they can have a seizure and die. We choose our poison, but I've heard individuals say to me, I can stop drinking whenever I want to. I can, that ain't always the case because your body can crave it as well as in your head you're craving it. So, again, if you or someone you know is struggling with alcohol addiction, give me a call because I want to hear your thoughts. This little bone thing on top of my head is driving me crazy. So <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts. Give me a call at 516-387-1914. And I am still sharing this stuff on Facebook and all of this. I've got to get me an intern or get me an assistant or get me somebody to put this social media stuff out here because I'll be waiting to the last minute. That's because I'll be doing things. I'm going to ask my, my niece, Alicia. I know you can, but come here. I want your, I want your input on some things. You can have a seat. You ain't got to let nobody see you. Just sit down. Join me because I have nobody called in yet. When it comes to alcohol use and abuse, what do you think the difference between a person that uses alcohol versus a person that abuses alcohol? Because I want to know your take on this, especially growing up in our family, the stuff that you saw, the stuff that you heard. What was the difference between use versus abuse? I don't know. I think when you use, like you said, um, you got to speak a little louder. You can't be whispering because they can't hear you. Well, when you use, and just to use, it's different from abusing it when you're overdoing it. You How do you know when you're overdoing it? I think we overdo it because I do it. I've done it. Mm-hmm. Like we overdo it when we get emotional. We, something upsets us. Something makes us mad or angry. And we try to drink more to numb the pain or try to um, actually give us more courage to mm-hmm. say how we really feel and... That's when we overdo it, and that's when we use we um, abuse it. Mm-hmm. When you're just using it for just like you know going 
out um, to dinner for cocktails and stuff like that, that's different, and it's occasionally versus doing it every day, all day. But you have some individuals that can get caught up where they can start out using socially. You know, I only drink when I go to parties. I only, and then you got college students that have died of alcohol poisoning to where they didn't realize that it had gotten over that, to that point. Binge drinking is far more dangerous than drinking every day. Because when you drink every day, your body gets used to it. Mm-hmm. But when you're putting that poison in your body and you're not used to it, and there's different types of stuff that people drink. Some individuals can drink wine. I've known people that drink beer, and you will be like, what the hell? You have some Cisco, some Bacardi 151. You know, you know, back growing up in the days, they had malt liquor. Don't drink no malt liquor. You know, my grandmother was slits malt liquor. Jeans was cold 45, you know. Mm-hmm. Eight ball. Lord, then you got stuff that's like liquid crack. Now you got this um, Foloco. Oh, my God. A Foloco. I can't stand a Foloco. <laughs> that's like four little locos getting on my nerves. <laughs> well, it used to be worse when they had the caffeine in it. It was caffeine and four locos. People were dying from it. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I had not heard of four locos until I started seeing it around my house. Yeah, and hurricane. What the heck is them damn little hurricane? That's like the bottom of the barrel. The who? The bottom of the barrel. That's yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. See, so, I. So it gives you more faint, um, faint See, my thing is this. It's like the the bottom of the barrel of the bar, the beer. That's why it's cheaper too. See, I never knew that. I never knew that. My, but can you imagine what it's doing to your psyche? Now, the Mother Divide was actually National um, Mental Health Awareness Month for minorities because many individuals bypass our mental health needs. We don't go to be seen for depression, anxiety, PTSD, childhood trauma, we don't address a lot of these things that are happening within our community. So what individuals were doing was they would self-medicate. And they would self-medicate with drugs or alcohol. And alcohol, because we minimized it, we thought, oh, it was no big deal. Oh, you drunk, go to bed. Mm-hmm. I ain't never seen a drunk be able to go to sleep. A drunk want to talk. A drunk want to get all caught up in their feelings. A person want to, you know, oh, they did this to me. Oh, they did that to me. Oh, you don't understand. It's a lot of emotions that come out of that bottle. And like you say, liquid courage. That's so, when you overuse it. Abuse it. But, see, but the thing is this. Sometimes people get to take a sip. I remember back in the day, you said my sister. <laughs> Girl, my sister would talk to a dead person. She'd be so, and it don't take a lot. It don't take a lot. And that's my thing. So a lot of times, we think that the individual has to be drinking yeah, a lot, lot and that's not always the case. Everybody's tolerance, tolerance is different. You have a thing where we go through um, dependency. Some individuals don't want to admit that they're alcohol dependent. Mm-hmm. Or they go through where they not only go through the, um, dependent on it, but they build up a tolerance where they can start off with maybe drinking a beer and then two beers, mm-hmm. and then a six-pack, and then a 12-pack. And then, and, and now you you need more to get that same effect that you was getting before because 
That was me. What do you mean? Want to share a little bit? People can't see you. They no, can hear I know, you. No, but yeah, I've done that. Because I've built up a tolerance, and I hate it sometimes. I'm like, damn, why can't I just have a beer and just want to just stop at that? Uh-huh. I have to have another one. Have another one. Actually, you know, like you said, you have it like down there, what? Or if I, anything, like a natty daddy, it's like a hurricane, but it's a little mm-hmm. lighter. Have four of those in one day, like, just that fast. And then it's like you in a coma. You you can't no, even no, be in a coma. I still be like I feel like I'm like not there yet. Like I'm still not drunk. Like you know, like what's the point of drinking? It's wasted this money for nothing. Yeah. So it, it is it is crazy how you fail to tolerance when you do it so much because your body gets used to it. Uh-huh. So it's like drinking water. Mm-hmm. It's sad, but it is the truth. You know why I never drank beer? I didn't like beer before. I started. I used to always um, drink wine. Uh huh. I didn't like, I that's wouldn't drink beer. beer. It was cheaper. <laughs> you said because it was cheaper. <laughs> yes, that's why I started drinking beer, because it was cheaper. But I don't get that. It, it takes me a while to get a uh, buzz off of beer. One of the reasons why I never drunk beer because it looked like pee. <laughs> <laughs> Smell like the two after they've been drinking too much I of it. I to be like, I don't want no beer. That looks like pee. I ain't drinking no pee. And it comes out your pores later. It does. Like the pee. alcohol comes out of your system. Mm-hmm. It comes out of your system. Now, I had posted something on Facebook, and I talked about alcoholism and mental health because it can cross over into mental health issues. And I want to read what I had posted yesterday, and I was saying share with others, join in on a conversation. Please take it off for that, please. Share with others. And I was talking about how I'm going to be talking about the differences between being, okay, the differences between being a social drinker versus being an alcoholic. Because a lot of individuals don't want to admit to being an alcoholic. And it's not, I see you raging on there, you need to call in. A lot of times individuals don't want to be considered or called an alcoholic because they don't want to say that they have a problem with the alcohol. But I'm going to say like my son be saying, it's going to do what it's going to do. And that is true. It will kill, it will steal, and it will destroy. Now, when we start talking about alcoholism as a disease, and I wrote on here, that it, alcoholism is a disease that affects many individuals in a variety of ways. Now, the way that it may impact you and yours may be a little different from the way it may have an impact on other people. It can affect one's health. I've seen individuals die from or deal with cirrhosis of the liver. Some people think it's not going to happen to me. I'm not. That is a horrible way to go out. Because many individuals do not understand the stages of alcoholism. You go through different stages. Even when we start talking about whether it's acute, short-term, or whether it's chronic. But it can do a lot. When you start dealing with having to be on dialysis, your organs start failing, it is eating you up from the inside out. And I'm not just being a critic about alcoholism, because I'll tell you, I can't stand it. I really can't and don't want to be around it. Now, when we start talking about these things and it affecting your your health, it also ruins relationships. Lord, it seemed like practically every husband I had was an alcoholic. <laughs> and I don't drink. But they would be connected with me, and I, I can't tell you, teach you how to not drink. I can have just as much fun sober as a person can under the influence of a controlled substance because I didn't need a controlled substance in order to have a good time. So it ruins relationships because it's very difficult at times to interact with a person that is inebriated, 
under the influence, but they say, a drunk speaks a sober mind. So when a person is under the influence of alcohol, pay attention to not only what they say and what they do. Relationships, there's an impact on or as it relates to domestic violence, intimate partner relational issues, the lack of communication. I used to always say there's different types of individuals when they drink. You got the happy drunk, the sad drunk, the depressed drunk, the violent drunk, the one that want to argue, the one that want to go to sleep. It's like, who are you today? Because somebody is going to come out of that genie in the bottle. So it can impact your relationship. Child abuse increase. My mother used to always say that my grandmother would get mad and throw beer cans at them. I'm like, who do that? So not only affecting your dating relationship, your family relationship, you don't want drunk uncle at the party if you know he's going to get drunk and start a fight and start acting. Mm-mm, that's too much. But it does have an impact on relationships. And sometimes these relationships cannot be restored. A simple, I'm sorry, Mm-mm, too late for that. And I also, when we start talking about these different things, a relationship is huge. But it can lead to death. I've known individuals that have had alcohol-related death, trauma, they die, alcohol poisoning, binge drinking. If you have a child that graduated high school and is on their way to college and you know that you have a family history of addiction, please talk to your children about hazing, about joining sororities. About There are millions, there are so many people, so many young college students that have died from alcohol poisoning their first year of college. And some individuals will try to do it just to fit in. No, your body is not equipped for that. I used to tell people, I'm too old for peer pressure. I ain't doing nothing I want to do. If Jeanette don't want to do it, Jeanette ain't doing it. Nope. Jane Harvey, nope. Ain't for me. So alcohol, there are some alcohol-related deaths. Children being born, like I said before, alcohol, fetal syndrome. When you are having children, you give birth, they test kids now. Yes, you can lose custody of your child because of alcohol addiction. Jail, DUIs we talked about earlier, wet, reckless, that's a problem. Boating incidents, accidents, that's a problem. You can go to jail. Loss of job. Some individuals don't realize the number of days that individuals will have to take off from work in order for their body to recuperate after a weekend of perhaps binge drinking or drinking a lot because it's taking its toll on your body. And some individuals have been fired for drinking on the job, especially if you have a job-sensitive duty position. I tell people, when Denzel Washington did um, the movie Flight, that was a powerful movie because what got me was even though he knew he had to go to this hearing that could have impacted his life for the rest of his life, in that hotel room, and they took the little bitty bottles and put them on top of it, he couldn't resist. That's one of the things that when I do my groups, and I, because I still do drug and alcohol groups, I do, I say three things. Resist. Refuse and be consistent, and that's huge. I also tell my clients, if your body is craving the alcohol, sometimes it's craving the sugar. 
with water. Can you use some honey water? Because what you don't want to get is the DT, which are the, the delirium tremors. You don't want to do that. And like I said, some individuals, like my niece was saying, they self-medicate because they don't want to deal with the pain. They don't want to deal with what they're going through. So they feel that if I drink, it's going to make me feel better. And sometimes your problems don't go away. That's one of the reasons why I don't, and I never did drugs. I used to tell people that I would have them cracking up. I would say, first of all, I can go to sleep whenever I want to, so I don't need no heroin because I, I don't need to be nodding, especially this thing on my head, I don't need to be nodding. But I don't need to be nodding with no heroin. And, I, and I'm scared of needles. I, tweaking, man, I got stuff all over the place. So if thank God I don't have obsessive OCD because, boy, I would drive myself crazy. So with methamphetamine, I don't need to be walking around tweaking. I eat too much to smoke some weed. Weed would not work for me. And with alcohol, I already got violent tendencies. So I'll fight sober. I don't need to be fighting under the influence of alcohol. So, and I've never seen a drunk really win a fight. That's the thing. So alcohol was just never my issue. Plus, I never wanted anything controlling me. So when we start talking about these loss of jobs, things of that nature, it can also cause financial problems. I know people that will go buy them something to drink before they go buy them something to eat. And I'm like, that's, 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 I, I don't understand that concept. And the legal and the financial problems, the financial problems can also lead to having to pay for legal expenses, not being responsible paying your bills, not being responsible, missing days of, of work, not failing to um, do your obligations, one or two days with your children. I've known individuals that have wound up in a psych ward because the alcohol had has related caused what's called a chemical induced psychosis, where they may be having audiovisual hallucinations, where they think they're seeing ghosts, they're hearing things that they just wrong. So know your triggers, know your cravings, and like I said, also know that help is available. So I want to share some information with you guys And when I was talking about alcoholism and mental health. And I'm trying to want people to call in. My battery is going low on this whole thing. Alcoholism and mental health can kind of go hand in hand in a lot of ways. And when I say go hand in hand, the problem with this is Many individuals struggle with alcoholism, and some individuals will just struggle with the mere thing of having, I'm going to switch this over because I need to plug it up. Some individuals will just struggle with having a mental health issue within itself, and the mental health issue, oops, I want to see my project. <laughs> I'm trying to get this thing right. The mental health issue can be something that when we're talking about mental health, meaning what is your primary diagnosis? Oops, I'm not trying to end the podcast. Meaning what is your primary diagnosis? Meaning that there are so many different areas to where it can be impacting your life. So, therefore, as we're talking about this, alcohol abuse can cause signs and symptoms of Depression, it can cause anxiety, 
it can cause psychosis and also antisocial behavior. And the antisocial behavior is some um, that many individuals will think that, I'm not going to say they think it's normal, but they've gotten used to it to where they normally will not interact socially with other individuals unless they're under the influence of a controlled substance, including alcohol, because it makes them feel better or it gives them a false illusion of what may perhaps be um, going on in their life. And that can definitely create all kinds of, of problems all kinds of problems. So, again, if you or someone you know is dealing with these things, find someone to talk to. Find someone that you can share your thoughts, your feelings, these different things that may be going on in your life with to help to let you know, like I said, that help is available. But you got to want the help. No one is going to force you to do something that you don't want to do. I used to tell individuals, they say you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. I'll tell individuals, I might not be able to make you drink it, but I'm going to make you thirsty as hell. You're going to want to drink it. You're going to wish that you would have taken the time to say, hey, you know what? This water over here might be good for me. Or I see that what I've been doing is not working. It's like the old saying, go, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you will eventually get to the point to where you have now realized that you got to do something different. If you want something different, you got to do something different. And that's where <laughs> I'm trying to hold this thing. I'm lost the phone. I don't know what the heck I got going on. That's when you notice that it's time for a change. But, again, you're not going to change it until you get ready to change it, and that's the, the, the scary part about it. So, again, if, you, if you've got some tricks and tools and techniques or some things that you know that you've done to help you maintain your sobriety, because, like I said, I will tell individuals, Resist, refuse, and be consistent because I found that with the consistency, individuals have found ways of saying or people will realize, you know what, they don't want to drink. This is no longer working for me. This is not who I am, nor do I want this to be a part of my life anymore. And I, I shared a little bit about the different treatment modalities that are available. Like I said, you got outpatient, intensive outpatient. You have residential, you have detox facility, medical model detox, or um, not only just the medical model detox, the social model detox. Those are just a few of the treatment modalities. And when we start talking about these things, don't be afraid. A lot of times individuals are so afraid of change. And it's like me going to the gym. I couldn't stand in the gym because that hurts. <laughs> But they say no pain, no gain. But by the same token, if you have realized and have come to a point in your life 
where you see that what you were doing is not working for you. I'm so busy trying to plug this doggone thing up. It's ridiculous. To where you see that these, these things are not working for you, what can I do to make me a better person? Because the saying I'm sorry, mm-mm, got to do better than that. Because that's only going to last for so long before you go back on your drinking binge to the point to where now it is impacting your life as well as the life of other people. So I'm looking for, I'm going to sit here and have not even moved in a long My phone just that fast. I don't know if it's fell in the trash. Oh, here it is. Okay, so I want to share some information with you as I'm holding this thing. This is kicking my butt. Again, if you want to call in and you want to join in on the conversation, give me a call at 516-387-1914. Because, like I said, this is a taboo topic. A lot of individuals don't want to talk about it. A lot of individuals may not even know how to talk about it. A lot of individuals may be dealing with guilt, embarrassment, shame. But when you talk about it, it can help individuals to be able to process this because you're not going to change anything until you realize that this is causing a problem in your life. Like the old thing, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Now, I'm looking at something on the Internet, and it talks about what percentage of alcoholics have mental illness. And I brought up some of the different types of mental illnesses that individuals experience or that they go through. It says here that roughly 50% of individuals with severe mental disorders are affected by substance abuse. 37% of alcohol abusers and 53% of drug abusers also have at least one serious mental illness. Of all people diagnosed as mentally ill, 29%, that is very high, 29% abuse alcohol or drugs because there is a correlation. Now, can alcohol cause mental impairment? Yes. Heavy or long-term use. See, this is where we run into a lot of discrepancies when we talk to individuals because they say, I've been doing this for years. I've been doing this. I ain't never had a problem with drinking or drinking has never. But when they sit down and they analyze how alcohol has played a role in their life. I went outside before and found my son in the doghouse. I've taken alcohol, poured it out, wine, poured it out. I remember being a kid, Lord, try, my mother used to drink gin, tangeray, and lime juice. She wasn't drinking no tangeray. By the time she poured that bottle, it was water in that bottle. It didn't even know it. I done poured out all her alcohol to put water in it. I said, this woman going to kill me. But the problem is I found out that I would rather for her to be drunk or drinking than to be sober because I didn't realize that my mother was suffering from depression. The problem was she would self-medicate with the alcohol and become more social when she was drinking alcohol than when she was sober. Now, heavy or long-term alcohol use can result in learning and memory issues. It can also eventually lead to development or exaggeration of mental health conditions. It really can. Because when we start talking about these things, many individuals, like I said, we overlook things. We minimize things. And Lord knows I should have charged this iPad up before I did this show because me holding this like this is hurting my hand. Now, can alcoholism cause personality 
disorders because we have mental health issues as well as we have personality issues. And when antisocial personality is one, we disassociation is another one, but the effects on alcohol personality disorder research found that the occurrence of personality disorder in those diagnosed with alcohol disorders ranges as low as 22 to 40%, as high as 58 to 78%. So when we start talking about, okay, what, well, what different personality disorders do exist? And when we start talking about, okay, well, you know, which ones do they have the most of? Now, there is a wide range of psychiatric conditions, including depression. Depression could be mild, moderate, severe, post-traumatic stress disorder, which is the PTSD, attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder, combined with AUD, are associated in an increased risk of AUD, which is alcohol use dependency. Individuals with a history of childhood trauma are also vulnerable to alcohol use disorder. And again, because they self, or individuals will self-medicate. Now, what happens when a person drinks alcohol every day? Over time, excessive alcohol use can lead to the development of chronic diseases and other serious problems, including high blood pressure, heart disease, stroke, liver disease, and digestive problems. Cancer. Cancer is huge. I used to say, and I thought a long time ago, there was a correlation between cancer and alcohol. And research have now suggested that there is. Because there are not that many individuals that I know that were sober and never consumed alcohol did not develop cancer. Of the breast, the mouth, the throat, the esophagus, the voice box, liver, colon, and rectum cancer. So there's a lot of different types of cancer. Now, I want to share some information. And again, if you want to call in, give me a call at 516. 387-1914, because I want to hear your thoughts. Now, they talk about what are the five mental effects of alcohol. Difficulty walking, blurred vision, slurred speech, slow reaction to time. That's why I said I never seen a drunk want to fight. And impaired memory. Now, clearly, alcohol affects the brain. It affects the brain, it affects the body, and not only does it affect just the, the brain and the body, it's a lot of different things that go along with that, with the brain and the body. I'm still going to be trying to find you to down on. But it can also, alcohol affects these, or these impairments are detectable after only one or two drinks. Some individuals think you're going to take three, four. I can get a phone call from somebody, and I can hear, and I'll be like, oh, Lord, here we go. <laughs> I should call my friend right now and be like, mm, I'm doing a show today, and I want to talk about and let him or hear what he got to say. But the thing is, when we start talking about how alcohol affects the brain, sometimes these appear, like I said, one or two drinks. Some individuals be like, uh, do they got brain damage? Do they got... Now, a lot of times it's very hard to tell. It's very hard to detect. Now, here's a question. 
do alcoholics act like narcissists? Because sometimes it's things like it's all about them. Now, in some cases, someone who is misusing alcohol may display similar tendencies to narcissistic individuals, or at least it might come across that way to those around them. So they may or might be willing to manipulate, to exploit others, or maintain their alcohol use. They may seem self-absorbed because their focus is on alcohol. They ain't thinking about nobody else but themselves. Nobody else but themselves. Now, can alcoholism cause psychopathology? Psychopathology is also associated with alcohol use. And that's huge because a lot of times individuals are not aware of that. Now, I'm going to call him, and I want to say this too. There are four types of drinkers. Generally, individuals who drink either increase positive emotions or decrease negative ones. Your emotions can be positive or your emotions can be negative. This results in all drinking motives falling into one or two categories. Enhancement, because it's exciting. Coping, to forget about my worries. Social, to celebrate. Conformity, just trying to fit in. They say everybody's doing it. So I want you to think of, or think about what type of drinker are you? Where do you fall in? Enhancement, coping, social, conformity. That is definitely a start. And also, what are you drinking? Now, when it, I'm looking at some tips. What is the number one cause of alcoholism? Social factors. Our culture, religion, family, and work influence many of your behaviors, including drinking. Family plays the biggest role, meaning how did you how did your family respond to alcohol? Do your family make it seem like do they minimize it? No big deal. Is everybody drinking at the dinner table? I remember being a kid, we couldn't wait for New Year's Eve to think, Ooh, I can get some man and Chevy or I can get some martini and rock I say Splamante, you know, because for New Year's Eve, celebrate drinking a glass of wine. So family plays a role in the person's likelihood of developing alcoholism. Children who are exposed to alcohol abuse from an early age are more at risk of falling into the dangerous signs of a drinking problem, and they may not even realize it. I'm going to call my friend and see if he answers the phone. And also call him just to see, even if he's drunk this early in the afternoon. I mean, in the afternoon. Let me see something. I am holding all of this stuff. So they're not calling. If you're not calling me, I'm going to call you. Let me see. He may answer the phone. He may not answer the phone. But I want him to help me with this topic. And this is not a prank call. Hello? Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm going to call you and fuss at you later, but I'm not going to fuss at you right now because I got you on the radio. What you need to fuss at me about? Because I'm going to have to tell you something. 
I'm not I didn't have enough money to pay him what I wanted to what I wanted to pay him. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm I'm gonna fuss at you about this. I know you love me. I know you care about me. Yeah. But some individuals cannot handle the information that you share about me. Because you know that I'm different and I've accepted that Only I'm thing different. I share about us growing up. I know that. But sharing, you know, I don't see nothing bad about you. I ain't never had nothing bad about you. I know. I know that. But <laughs> you know. but here we go. Think about this. If you had a woman in your life and everything you hear about them is good, you gonna be like, Who the hell she thinks she is? She ain't nobody than nobody else. People develop a certain perception of me. I ain't never said that. No, you don't. But you don't know what the other person may be thinking. Okay. Because I they... Gotta, I, gotta, I gotta psychologically analyze shit. No, it ain't psychologically analyzing things. Because it's I'm it. just talking... I'm talking good about you all the time. I put you... I, I, I throw you flowers. I, that's my point. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> here we go. If you throw me flowers... And and let's say, for an example, you on the other end, and you hearing Jeanette this, Jeanette that, Jeanette, 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 you're going to get tired of hearing that. And so, that's a wonderful fucking woman. People, and I ain't got nothing but respect for her. And I used to tell, probably the worst thing I said was that your mother would pull up in that van <laughs> going 100 miles an hour to the driveway and say, everybody get the fuck off my porch. Delano and Ronald, y'all can stay. Because y'all ain't trying to fuck my daughter because she was just that straight up. I know that. <laughs> but coffee, coffee, coffee. If you think about it, coffee, and you say, me and Kathy have been your friend, and we've been your friend for years. And you know what? Y'all both my sisters. And I've never changed, coffee. And she hasn't either. Got you. But how many females like that can you say from our neighborhood are like that? So some men don't know how to appreciate that. Man, it's like I'm throwing flowers out, man. I'm not throwing out thorns. I know that. <laughs> I know that, Coffee. But you know what? Sometimes you don't know what you had until you lose it. You don't. People don't appreciate it. And, like, okay, I'll go back to this. You know about my exes. You know about my – and you look at these men like, Janet, what the hell was you thinking? They don't nah, even. Nah, I never bring them up to my board. I know that, but what I'm saying is this: Have you ever thought about why they couldn't hang? That's because they couldn't deal with an alpha female. <laughs> so therefore, it becomes I'm a problem. I'm not dumb. I mean, I'm not plum dumb. I'm some dumb, but I ain't dumb. <laughs> you said an alpha female. Okay, so I wanted I want to talk to you today about today's topic. Today's, okay. <laughs> today's topic has to do... Now, now, now I'm on the damn podcast. <laughs> yeah, you are. I told you that from the beginning. <laughs> I was going to call the fuss at you, but no, I know you've never said anything bad about me, Coffee. I know that. But the I would old... never say anything bad about you. But this is the thing, Coffee. Some people can't handle it. They want to hear some negative shit. Or uh, they want to put me in a boat with other females. I don't fit in that no, boat. You don't fit in. I don't fit in. You don't fit into that boat. And I don't be thinking that I'm better. I don't think that I've never been yeah, like that. If the ship is sinking, you'd have to jump in the water. Man, Jeanette go find a way to figure this out. 
and that, that's just how I am. That's how I am. Salty, you know what? It took me a long time to realize that I was different, and I accept that, and I'm not going to make myself be to that point to where i got to be like because you want me to be, or you are you going to put me down or bring me down. No, oh, no, that ain't going to no. work. You can't put you in no category. Mm-hmm. You're in your own category. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. And guess what? I, I understand that because so am I. Mm-hmm. I was a pretty boy everybody thought was, was a punk. Mm-hmm. I get it. And then I had to demonstrate on. <laughs> well, coffee. But I, but I still never came back to talk shit and all that shit about it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's like, you, you fuck with me first. Yep. So let's talk about today's topic because you are on the podcast. Today's topic okay. has to do with alcoholism and mental health. Now, oh my God. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened yesterday. I left my house to go to church, and at the end of uh, the block, yellow tape was up. Mm-hmm. And I found out two youngsters got killed at a pool party mm. about two in the morning yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it just set saddened hell out. And then I'm coming back from church, and on the same street, I see the medical exam. Uh-huh. And the guy that used to fix my cars dropped dead. Uh-huh. And uh, I said, three deaths on one street in uh-huh. one day? Man. I'm glad I didn't witness none of that because I would be mentally affected. Uh-huh. And that's where you get on the type of mental health. Uh-huh. Sometimes mental health comes from, I mean, mental illnesses come from things you witness. Uh-huh. And uh, we can't help that. Correct. And when it gets bad on us and we're thinking about it too much, it's time to go talk to somebody. Uh-huh. You know? And and then what happens is that if you don't talk to somebody, what happens is that you'll probably find yourself drinking. Uh-huh. It's the alcohol that's a problem. Uh-huh. And that's how they correlate. Things you witness will make you do things that can hurt you. Uh-huh. You know? And uh, you start drinking. And then you start drinking more. Uh-huh. And then you just can't stop stopping. Uh-huh. You know? And, you know, that's what happens. And a lot of times it comes from witnessing something, going through the mental, you know, issue. Uh-huh. Drinking and not having nothing to do. Uh-huh. Boredom. Being bored. Boredom yeah. is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't time as the, you know, you know, as messed up. Uh-huh. You can't have too much time on you. Correct. Correct. You know, so you got to find things to do mm-hmm. in order to, uh, in order to not do the things that you don't want. Correct. I like that. You got to find something you know? to do to not do the things that you want. That is huge, Coffee. But you know what? When we start talking about and going back to, you, you, you triggered something with me. And not only with being bored, and we talk about alcoholism and mental health, grief. And our yeah, community. They, they, they go in line with each other. Correct. 
When we leave a funeral, people would go get drunk. That's not going to bring your loved one back. Now you're going to be dealing with emotions. You're going to be dealing with feelings. You're going to be dealing with unresolved things that... Let let me tell you something. I'm going to cut you off. Mm Mm-hmm. When they go out and have that drink, uh-huh. it's to numb uh-huh. the hurt. Uh-huh. Numb the hurt. Uh-huh. And and what happens with that alcohol is that it, 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 will, it will numb that hurt and put you to sleep. Uh-huh. And when you sleep, you don't have to hurt no more. That's why people commit suicide. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because they just want to numb some hurt in their life. And I want to say this because you just brought up something, and I want to say that if you are dealing with symptoms of depression and you are drinking and you feel that you are um, becoming suicidal, you want to make sure that you call the crisis hotline number or call the suicide prevention number. You can or just have a support system. Have a support system. And, you know, and I tell individuals, too, this is another thing that people don't realize with alcohol and drinking, is some individuals are not suicidal. They can become homicidal. They could get drunk and want to hurt somebody else. And that's what I believe the two murders down the street was about. Mm-hmm. Alcohol and probably a woman. Because mm. women and alcohol and somebody being butthurt all in the same time mm-hmm. create a toxic power kick. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like this. I mean, I threw a house party. It was nice. But I had to get on the lease to invite the dude that was trying to roam around my house. When was this? When we did a when we did the Willowbrook thing years ago? When we had that Willowbrook. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I wasn't there when it happened, but I remember. And I was like, Elise, why would you bring a dude to my house that's going to roam around? Like, dude, get out of here, man. Mm-hmm. Do it. And I couldn't even enjoy myself because I was too busy watching him because I didn't know him. Uh-huh. You know? And he didn't know I had my my little 380 in my pocket. Coffee, we on the podcast. <laughs> and, no, not saying I wanted to. Uh-huh. But I would have. Uh-huh. You know? Because I didn't know him and he's a stranger and he's trying to, like, dude, everybody's in the backyard. What he's are you doing casing, in the house? He's casing your home, and you know that. He's casing it. What are you, that's what I know. What are you doing in my house? Mm-hmm. And everybody's in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Trying to see. Get your ass in the backyard, man. Mm-hmm. Now look at me back in the house again. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like, dude, get out of my house. You know? Uh-huh. Luckily, I didn't have anything worth stealing. Uh-huh. You know? Oh, uh, it, it, any jewelry I got is put up somewhere we mm-hmm. can't get to. Correct. And you know what? You just brought up something that I want to say about alcoholism and mental health. Not only that, if people try to support their habits, some individuals would do anything and everything they can to support their habit, whether it's lie, cheat, steal, manipulate, whatever the case may be. You know, mm-hmm. you got individuals that have had inappropriate sexual behaviors with individuals in order to keep their high going, in order to get drunk. Because some individuals have turned into winos, alcoholics. You know, it, it impacts our society, our homes. It has a huge impact. In our culture impact. as black people. Mm-hmm. You know? It's sad to see a black man out there. 
sign at McDonald's. $18, mm-hmm. $13 an hour. Mm-hmm. And I tell him, mother, it's easier to make $13 an hour for eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. Instead, I did for eight hours a day to make five hours. Mm-hmm. You know? But sometimes, you know what, and it, you just brought up something else. I remember with alcoholism and mental health. We used to see people on the side of the road that say, um, um, running donations to pay bills. And I've seen in the summertime people standing outside with signs saying, I ain't going to lie, I just want a beer. (laughs) They're panhandling to go get drunk. I can respect that better. Thank you. Thank you. But they're out there because they're trying to feed their habit. I call it feeding your habit. Yeah. You know, you don't want to go down that rabbit hole, so I don't want to rob you, so I'm going to ask you, you got some spare change, because I need something to drink. And if they don't feed that beast, ooh, if they don't feed that beast. Now, what I wanted to tell you, and the reason why I was talking about I wanted to talk to you about what you're saying, about you throwing me flowers, is that it created a mess that got real bad and could have got real ugly. Because the person couldn't handle that information. Because it came back of, you think you better than everybody else. You think you this, you think you that. No. And it it, it, it got ugly. It got real ugly. I don't even understand. She was a hood, hood girl. Coffee. They didn't understand that they were playing with their life. And I told them she pulled a shit out on me in the seventh grade. Coffee. <laughs> Coffee. I literally had to leave. My daughter asked me, Mom, what you doing here? I wind up in Compton at 3 in the morning to avoid probably going to jail because of four deuces. I got a cousin who got a girl Mm -hmm. that don't want him. Mm -hmm. 90 seconds. Uh She tried to take all of them. Uh And he would pull up at her house, and another guy would be peeping. Uh-huh. And he would still go in there and chill with Uh-huh. And clean her house up. And I'm like, dude, do you realize you're cleaning up after another guy? Uh-huh. You know? Uh-uh-uh. I'm like, if she don't want you. Uh-huh. And let me take it back. I, I said for locals, it's for the... No, no, I'm saying...
But therefore, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Get away from me. Most people, most people is rich. Mm-hmm. For two reasons. To numb the pain, you got to be honest about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they like the effects that alcohol gives. And some people like the taste. Some people like the taste. You know, I mean, it's like uh, somebody came over here the other day to help me put together something. Uh-huh. And gave me a can. There will be a small can of something. You know, I like to drink sometimes. I'll be honest. I heard you was on your butt. <laughs> I was like, man, what the hell did you give me? Yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. Like, I'm not used to being like this. Yep. And so can you imagine them taking that and coming back to me? Acting man. like that? If you was on your butt, can you imagine what it did to them? And I only drew one can. Coffee. He was knocking them down. Co- coffee. When he got back to me, like that, with that coffee, white. He bought a six-pack. I knocked down one. He drunk the other five. And I was, man, like, dude, I can't handle it. Coffee, you know what, coffee, coffee, that's what I'm talking about. That could have. I could imagine where he was. Versus where I was. Coffee. Uh, he was going to wind up in the morgue. <laughs> he came messing with the wrong person, Coffee. He came man. to the wrong person, Coffee. To the wrong person. Man, he was, I mean, he drunk five of them, and I drunk one. He's like, all you want is, that's all you want? I'm like, mm-hmm. dude. I, I had to go. What was in the chin, but it was strong shit. Coffee, I had to go. And that's what I was talking about. I needed to. I was gonna to talk to you about. I yeah, had to get up. Like, and go. That was some very strong shit. I know. I know. You know I'm sitting there going, one chin had me like wobbling and gobbling. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? I don't like this kind of alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Like this is.
you don't have to suffer in pain. It has ruined people's lives, led to divorce. It has led to a lot of different tragic incidents that have occurred. So please get some help. So I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio as we talked about alcoholism and mental health. Call for anything you want the listeners to know before we go off the air. I'm going to tell you this much. Drug addiction goes right along with the alcoholism sometimes Mm -hmm. with the mental health. And a a lot of people will do some crazy things on alcohol Mm -hmm. and there's some crazy things on drugs as well. Mm -hmm. And I've uh, I've had to go through a cousin of mine, 24 years old, who mixed alcoholism with drug addiction mm-hmm. and access to a lot of guns mm-hmm. and he killed himself. Mm-hmm. And I can't even imagine. I ain't never been through it. Mm-hmm. How my cousin, his father, and my and my cousin's wife are still grieving. Mm-hmm. You know, and they don't understand that when you hurt yourself, you hurt a lot of more people mm-hmm. than yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's never worth it. Mm-hmm. Or getting butthurt over a girl and you're drunk and you got a pistol and you want to start some crap, uh, you ain't got to do that. No, you don't. No, but you they don't. do it. I know. Because they have issues about... Uh, self-esteem. It's, self-esteem. it's more self-esteem, more insecurity. And your insecurities come out when you're under the influence. Your insecurities, and you project it onto other people. makes you think that if I can't have her, you can't have her. Uh-huh. So they end up hurting another person, uh-huh. hurting that woman. Uh-huh. And that ain't never good. Correct. That is never good. Correct. And that's kind of what was happening, Coffee, when you... What I meant by when you say you give Jeanette her flowers and mm-hmm. people see this perception of Jeanette, she ain't perfect. She ain't. I never said I was perfect. I'm just no, who I am. I always say you're crazy as hell. I am. <laughs> I am. Don't play with me. Don't push me. Don't play with me. I, I'm not that one. I'm not that one. And you individuals know. don't get it. They don't get it. But... It's like I had a conversation with somebody. I got to know when to get off the boat. I'm getting off the boat. <laughs> I'm um, off the boat. I'm getting know, off the boat. <laughs> some people, you got to just keep, you got to transform them. And they treat you the way you want to be treated. And you teach them how to. Yeah, but if you keep telling the person that and they keep doing what they want to do and they think that's going to work, that's not gonna, I'm not going to let them, mm-mm, coffee, I, I'm, I'm, mm-mm, I'm not, mm-mm.
heard her for a minute. Mm-hmm. But I know how to move on. Correct. It's like I'll never forget when you heard that Byron died, the first thing you asked me was, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> That's the support thing. You know I've always been resilient. You yeah. watch me bounce back from a lot of different things. Today, you know what, and this is, this is I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what literally saved that man's life. I was confused with the date. I thought to myself, I can't let this man's date be the same date as Juke's birthday. But Juke's birthday was the 24th, which is today. I thought it was the 22nd at first. I'm, I'm not going to, I can't explain how I, I, I didn't know this man had all of this, Alcohol in this system, and now you coming back projecting, taking this out on me. Are we, are we still on air? We still on air. But I'm saying this to say that when individuals get caught up in these feelings, emotions, and stuff like that, how they react and respond to different things and different emotions and their insecurities and some of the things you watch me go through. That's all I wanted to say to you is, I appreciate you. I love you too. But coffee, everybody can't handle stuff about me. They don't hey, believe everybody it. Everybody can't handle stuff about me. Either. Yeah, they can't. They don't you believe know, it. They they don't believe because it. Because my thing is, get the fuck out and shut the fuck up. <laughs> you must make me get my water out. out there, <laughs> you know. Oh God. My thing is this: I don't want to see you no more. And I don't want to hear nothing else you got to say. <laughs> Keep it pushing. <laughs> and uh, about your business. Yep. There's another guy out there for you better than me. Uh, 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 you know, and I've had a brother. No, I had two brothers. When I was a kid, so what y'all crying for? Because y'all broke up with a girl. Why did I realize that as a child? I know. We saw a lot. We you saw know? a lot. It's like, man, I ain't gonna never cry over no woman. Cry over, fight over. I might be hurt for a minute. I ain't gonna cry over. Correct. Correct. You know? And and when things don't work out sometimes, in the opposite way, it's the same way with some people. Uh But, you know, I didn't see that because I didn't have weak sisters. Uh You know? Like that. Uh-huh. And, uh, but, you know, I've seen it with people I've, you know. We grew up with. We've seen a lot of things to make us resilient. We've seen a lot of things that make us a survivor. We've seen people fall into addiction. We've seen people fall into a lot of different things, Coffee. And that's who made us who we are today. Okay, I'm getting text messages. So, and today is Rick's birthday, and he's texting me because it's his birthday. And it's just so much going on. Come on, what day is good for you? Take, I, I, take I'm just, back. I'm just, I, I was told this part. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to close out with this. Mm-hmm. At our age, we have to deal with too many shows. Mm-hmm. And I'm praying for those who are mentally affected. Lamar Brown, he lived the second house from the corner of the Browns. 
he was found dead in his apartment. He, well, he lived on Anzac growing up, second house from the corner. He he grew up with us, too. Uh, 50-something years old, found dead in his apartment in New York, so now they're getting ready for his funeral. We, we're losing a lot of people. So drinking, grief, alcoholism, drug addiction, domestic violence, murder, child abuse, it's good. we got to break the cycle and we got to end the taboo and break the silence and we got to learn how to go get some help. Yeah, like I said, he gave me one chance, and I was like. He said that you had something. He said that you had one drink and was out. He didn't say that he gave you the four the four deuces, or four locals, whatever it's called. He gave me the damn uh, Long Island iced tea. Oh, the Long Island iced tea. That's what he, yeah, he did say he gave you a Long Island iced tea. That, that, yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> and that little one chance of Long Island iced tea had me feeling like, I don't even know to go. I don't even need to go to special. Uh-uh, no, coffee, coffee. Coffee, we've been at the casino, and I've seen him drink up to seven Long Island iced teas. And he, he, wow. he, go, mm-mm, coffee, I can't do that. I can't. Hey, I remember back in the uh, late 80s. Uh-huh. I was at Friday's on, uh, in Marina Del Rey. And, you know, I'm a football guy. Uh-huh. And I was sitting there with a guy named Stacy Turek. Uh-huh. And I watched him knock back only four. Uh-huh. Four old island iced teas. Uh-huh. And, you know, we there eating and chilling and all that stuff, you know, and after he left. And when I was driving down Big Danilo, uh-huh. yellow tape Oh, God. He had hit a tree mm. and, and, and killed himself. Yeah. And he was a he was a strong safety for the L.A. Raiders at the time. Mm-hmm. It's like 1994. Mm-hmm. You know? And I said, wow. It's crazy. He was one of the best in the game, and he killed himself in a car accident. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, man. It's a lot. Why did you drink? I, I, so I'm like, you know, like, Long Island Ice Tea always been off my menu. Yeah, because Long Island Ice Tea has a lot of different types of alcohol, liquor in yeah, it. Yeah, you got like five different alcohols in there. <laughs> and you mix with that sugar. <laughs> Coffee was on his butt. Wow. Uh, we? Okay, I love you. You know what I'm saying? There's sugar in the, in the drink. Mm-hmm. It your blood fast. It does. It does. But that's why when people go through it, I talked about earlier on the show, the withdrawal. Some people go through the DTs, delirium tremors. They get the shakes. They can have seizures. They can die. Binge drinking is far more dangerous than drinking every day. There's a lot that goes with this. I didn't even get into all the different stages of alcoholism, but there's a lot. The, I know about the DTs. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, I've experienced them. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. So I know we went over the time of the show. I want to thank you for me calling you to talk about it. But, yeah, you're supposed to go be all right, Coffee. So I'm just going to say this. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> Man, look at Troy Watson. Yep. I know he died of alcoholism. And I'm going to need, and I want to, I want to take this up. Let me, let me say this, Coffee. I know. But coffee, alcohol ate him up. I want to say this. When I said another one bites the dust, 
I didn't mean it in a way of laughing at people dying from drinking. Because it no. kind of sounded like I that. I know you didn't. I know you didn't. I was talking about something else. I was talking about something else. But, yeah, we have lost people and friends and family members to alcoholism. I, I lost my cousin. He pretty much had a seizure and died. He was about 45 when he died. And a lot of it was because of it was more alcohol. So thank you for joining me for the show. I got to end the show because I got to start seeing clients. But I'm thank glad, you. I'm glad I could, uh, you know, opine. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I could uh, have some uh, 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 opposite, you know, visualization to the problem. Well, the thing is this. Most people don't realize that this show is not rehearsed. It's not pre-recorded. It's not edited, and that's what people like about it because it's real, it's authentic, and it's truthful. You and know, even I'm glad though, I'm trying to add my opinion to it. Yes, yes. You know, and and, uh, and 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 at least be cerebral enough to, uh, you know, let you know where I'm coming from. Correct, and we all need, and that's why I'm glad I have this platform and this form because you never know whose lives you may be saving, saving. You never know how you may touch another individual because most people think they don't understand. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't know. It, it don't have to be that way. Stop suffering in silence. You yeah, can help if you I, want I it. can remember, I, you know, I was at the store the other day, and I went to this guy and I go, man, I know you from somewhere. And he was like, man, I don't know where you think you know me from. My cousin was with me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, they played football together in Pop Warner. Mm-hmm. Make a short story long. Um, anyway, uh, so dude was like, man, he looked familiar to me, too. I said, man, well, where you, where you live at? He said, on School Street. Mm-hmm. I said, I used to buy my dope on School Street when I was a, a drug addict. Mm-hmm. And he like, man, what, what's your name? I said, y'all used to call me Soup and Tie over there because I always had on a Soup and Tie. And he was like, oh, man, I thought I knew you, you know? And, uh, man, I've been running to him every day since. Mm-hmm. You never know. You never yeah. know how you may return to separation for Yep, everything. there you go. There you go. Okay. All right, Coffee. All right. Talk to you later. Love you. Have a good day. Love you, too. Okay, bye-bye. And don't be mad about me. I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. It's just that I got to do better, and I got to step my game up. And everybody is not for me, cannot relate to me, cannot. Well, I, I got news for you. You can choose who you want. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. guess what else? A soft man, it will be good for you. And a hard man might need some challenges. <laughs> I need a, I need a, I ain't going to say I need. I got to have balance. Need somebody in the, in the middle. Like I got to have balance. Was. Correct. <laughs> like who? Uh, what did you say, like who was? Byron. Coffee? Byron has been haunting me from the grave. Do Let me you? tell you, he wasn't no hard dude. He wasn't no soft dude. He was in between them. Yeah, but this was the problem, though, Coffee. But in between those guys, they do, they do. But this was the problem, Coffee. Byron again wanted to put me in a box with other women. I didn't fit in the box. 
Byron didn't have no other women for 27 years. I understand that. But so Byron... what he was trying to do was make up for lost time with other women, and he found out how weak these I know. bitches are out here. Got you. But by that time, I, laid, I let him do what he do, and he was too scared to come back because he misinterpreted you. me. Coffee. Coffee, I had a piece. held me down for 27 years. Coffee, because and I'm a And the guilt and the shame yep. comes into place. There it is right there. And it's about not being able to face you. You're right. You're right. And I you still know, run into that. And I thought and that, I, I thought with, I, us, with us being friends, but he couldn't handle it because he couldn't. And I'm not, I, I, it is what it is. We can talk about that. That's a whole other subject. But you know what, Byron, people you may know been showing up on my Facebook periodically, mm-hmm. but only when it's need be. And I'm like, that's Byron. That's, I'm like, this sucker hunting me from the grave, really? But that was the connection and the bond and the friendship we had. Yeah, because let me tell you this much. I had an old friend, and I would never call her my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um. They used to pay my rent. Uh-huh. Used to pay my car note. Uh-huh. Used to buy me any clothes I wanted. And it's like, okay, keep around for a second. Uh-huh. But at the same time, I did stop me from messing with other women. Uh-huh. And I never considered her my woman. I told her. You're uh-huh. not my girl. I'm single. Uh-huh. And, uh... Next thing you know, same thing you said. My sister started calling her and asking her to help them out financially. Uh-huh. And I told her, don't do that. That's disrespectful to me. Uh-huh. Don't do that. Well, I, I, needed some, I needed somebody to help me pay this or pay that or whatever. And that bothered me. Uh-huh. And next thing you know, 30 years later, she's still showing up at every family barbecue, uh-huh. <laughs> every family picnic, That's all every I am. family mm-hmm. Christmas. You know, because they seven day in business. They don't, uh-huh. she don't uh, celebrate holidays. Uh-huh. Her family don't. Uh-huh. So I, I, I say, you know what, I, I took that, you know, years ago, like under consideration. Uh-huh. When it's 30 years later, uh-huh. it's like, it's too much. <laughs> Coffee, the person that just texted me right now, I've been knowing for 30 years, texted me yeah. about his birthday, 30 years. That's the type of person I am. Everybody don't understand that about me. So, well, hey, you know what? You look out for me in a way that I was a quick fan. And you threw me a, a branch uh-huh. and, and sent me a dog to pull me out the quicksand. Uh-huh. You know, and I appreciate that. Well, some people don't know how to appreciate. They think they're getting over. But this is what I was told. You trying to buy a nigga. You try- no, I don't. I ain't never been one about friends. I ain't no. never been one that. Br- I was accused of, you think you better than everybody else. You try to buy. You- Coffee, you know I ain't never been my M.O. But I Man, I, I wish I wish my wife had the resources you had financially. <laughs> Coffee, I wish 
coffee, I learned to make it work. It ain't even about, like they say, it ain't what you got, it's what you do with it. I'm not, that ain't even people's perception. And like you talked about strong, weak, it's their perception. The Mm -hmm. alcoholic brain, the mentality. Coffee, I'm going to tell you like this. I learned from my mama to make nothing look like something. I'm not a money. We're talking about my. No, I'm talking about my mother. I learned from my mother. I'm talking about my mother and your mother. We learned how to make something, make nothing look like something. And my siblings never had to worry about a bill. Mm hmm. She had our backs mm-hmm. 1,000% plus. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you've been that way, you know, and your woman tells you you're spoiled, it kind of bothers me. Mm-hmm. No, this is just the way I've always been, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Coffee. I'm going to say this because I know we got to go up the air because we're talking about stuff. Coffee, I got some projects in the making. I got some things. That, you know I'm a team player. Obviously, mm-hmm. You try to tell people what to do. You try, mm-mm. You can't mm-hmm. be part of the team. Bye. Only time I tell people what to do is when I'm coaching in the game. There you go. <laughs> and then this is called the game of life. And even with alcoholism, even with mental health issues, get it together. Get it manageable. Coffee, I don't brag, I don't boast, I don't, I don't, don't have to, don't need to. And the thing is, I I get that everybody ain't going to get it. So when we start talking about these different things, we learn, hi, Corinne, you could have called in earlier because I know I'm about to go off the air. But, um, I'm still talking. I know, but you know what? I got to get ready because I got to, I, I may have had a 3 o'clock appointment. I got to look at my iPad see what time the next session is. So uh, let's end the show. Uh, our mutual friend, I run into him. He's sharp as a motherfucker still. Oh, God, I haven't I seen him. I get him. to it. I'm on the air. Mm-hmm. And uh, he starts bragging about this, about that, oh. about the other, what he got, and this, that, and the other. No, he bragged about what he had. Mm-hmm. And I said, dude, you live in a single apartment. Mm-hmm. And you had a three-bedroom house. Thank you, Karen. Mm-hmm. And you bragging about your life right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, some people don't know any better coffee. I'm like, dude, you ain't shit. <laughs> coffee. And I don't know how to knock your teeth out. <laughs> Coffee, some people don't know any better. They don't know any better. Wow. They don't know any better. I'm like, man, please. You ain't got nothing to brag about. Yeah. Who care about what you had? Yeah. I used to have this. I used to have that. I used to have You used to have a nigga in jail. But, Coffee, I'm going to say this. That goes back to the PTSD, the stress. I, I was watching something today about generational wealth. People don't understand generational wealth. Some people have a sense of entitlement. There's a whole lot of different things that I try to help, encourage, promote, to try to I, – I, I do all of that stuff. And one of the things Corinne said, it's unfortunate being humble becomes old school. You're right, Corinne. Some people have to humble themselves because, Corinne, like I said, you met me years ago, too. 
I'm still the same person, but I just don't take no BS. I don't have to engage and entertain all of it in my life anymore. I don't. I didn't have to do it then either. But I'm a sign off because I got to check to see if I got a 3 o'clock appointment because if I do, my client will be like, where is she? So I don't know what tomorrow's topic is going to be. We'll find something good to talk about at 6 p.m. on Tuesday. If you have any topics you want me to share or information you want to talk about, you want to be a guest, you can call my office. I am one of the easiest person to find. You can Google my name. Or you can call me at my office number is 714-992-1677. If well, it has I got to your do... cell phone number, so I don't need all that. I know. But if it has to do with addiction, if it has to do with mental health, relational issues, there's a lot of different things. If I can help by providing you, giving you the resources, the information in regards to assist, NOMNI is a good organization for mental health. There's a lot of different treatment modalities when it comes to um, alcohol addiction, detox, but don't let the poison kill you because alcohol is no joke. It is nothing to play with. And if you have a kid, a teenager, and you see that they're going down that rabbit hole with alcohol and you think, oh, it's a face, don't let it get to the point of no return. So, again, yeah. I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Addictions Blog Talk Radio. And remember, help is available. So enjoy I've, been, the rest of I've been sober for about three hours now. You know what coffee. I wasn't going to let you do that. I started to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> as, soon as, you, as soon as you said that, Corinne, I love you too. We got to hook up, Corinne. As soon as you said that, I've been so before, I was like, Lord, what's this man about to say? What? I started to get something about to say, Clint. <laughs> well, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to say, wait, 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 coffee. When people say, how you order rehab and you ain't never been high or drunk? Mm-mm. Didn't want to, didn't it? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That is so not for me. Okay. All right. So, enjoy. I need you to fast-track me to a counselor. Okay. All right, we'll talk. We'll talk. All right. Okay, Bye. you take care. Bye-bye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.